The battle belongs to who? The Lord. Amen. Isn't that good news? You don't have to fight it yourself. Amen. Tell someone next year, I'm so glad I'm not fighting it myself. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Good to see everyone today at New Heart Foursquare Church slash restaurant slash amusement park <laughs> because we are having a picnic today, a family picnic, church family picnic. Do you know who had the first picnic in the Bible? Anybody know? It was Jesus. Yeah. Didn't he feed the 5,000? He said, all oh, y'all spread out. Get in 50s. I'm going to multiply the loaves and the fishes. We don't have loaves of fishes today. We have pizza and chicken. But anyway, we're hoping that we don't have to multiply it. We're hoping that everything will go well. And uh, we have a dessert and we have fellowship. And it's good to be in the house of the Lord together today. Amen? Amen. So I want to uh, thank all the first-time visitors that are here. I already passed out their gift bag. Just raise your hand right now. We want to clap for you and say thank you for coming. Amen. Gina and Rudy brought some friends, and uh, it's good to see you all. Now, uh, youth, you may go to your classes now. Glad to have you with us in praise and worship. Yeah, we went to Solomon's uh, football game. And uh, number one cheerleader right here. Sat right behind me. <laughs> I felt like I had to go out and play. I mean, you know, it's like, come on, you guys, let's play. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the ladies said, now I know how, how energetic and how a parent feels when their child is out there playing. Amen. And I told my son, I wish I could run down the field like I used to be able to. Now I just look down the field and go, oh, yeah, it's a long way <laughs> down there, amen. <laughs> anyway, uh, Marianne's going to come and uh, tell us some things that are happening today and forever. Mike. Everyone, welcome to our church picnic, our annual church picnic. We're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of stuff going on out there. Um, so I just wanted a couple of, uh, mention a couple of important things uh, with our children. We want to make sure, because we are going to ha have water balloons today, so uh, just make sure that the kids are safe and that the other thing, everybody, that when we throw a water balloon, don't throw it at the face, Okay. We don't throw at faces. Joshua. <laughs> um, we want to protect the kids, you know, and the adults. So we just want to make, we make sure we do that. We, we uh, call for safety at all times, okay? But we call for fun. Now, the only one that we might have to put in jail is Wilson. <laughs> because sometimes, if you're not looking, he'll pour a pail of water on you. So stay away from him. <laughs> stay away from Wilson. No, I'm kidding. He's a lot of fun. Um, okay, um, so that's pretty much it. The food, the line will start right out here, and everybody will eat. And I just want to thank everyone for bringing all the food. Everybody just really came through, and we're so thankful um, that everybody's so giving. Um, election day is coming, November 8th. 
we want to encourage you, of course, to vote. Everybody has to vote. Um, we have that up here. There's the helpful websites for Christian voters, electionform.org and savecalifornia.com. Register to vote by October 24th if you haven't registered yet. Um, the team kid lesson today, um, what was the purpose of Jesus' ministry? And we tell you this because we want everybody to know what the kids are learning. We only teach the Word of God. So um, they do have fun. They go outside. But everything intertwines with the Word of God. Jesus came as a good shepherd to preach the truth and save the lost. And it also explains how Jesus gives us peace. And it asks us how he cares for us. So they're learning that today. Um, moving on to guest speaker Brad Dacus, unfortunately... Um, he had a death in at his job, someone very close to him. So uh, he has to go to that funeral on October 2nd. So we've rescheduled it to November 6th. There he is. It's rescheduled. So unfortunately, we can't hear him this month, but we'll hear him next month. Um, King's, King's Men's Breakfast. Saturday, October 8th at 9.30, and we're going to be having uh, Pastor Ken come back and all of his men, and next week we'll be announcing the prizes for the men, because there is going to be, is it basketball? Yes. Basketball. 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 <laughs> Just don't hurt my husband's knees, okay? Whatever you do. <laughs> Um, okay, October 8th, 9.30, it is a complimentary breakfast. Baptisms are coming again. We decided to do it again. We have a few sign-ups. Yeah, anybody that has family or anything like that that are Christians and they want to be baptized, just let them know. It's a beautiful day that we have here. Also, if anybody's not baptized and they want to be saved, they can come and do that too. So it's for everybody. Um, that's October 16th at 10.30. Um, then we're having our big harvest celebration this year again, October 30th. Uh, we're going to be having games, live music with Country Joe, the cakewalk. We're going to have lunch. It's going to be a lot of fun, okay? So you guys make sure you put that on your calendar, Sunday, October 30th. It's a lot of good stuff for the kids, too. Um, women's breakfast, Saturday, November 12th. Um, with Dr. Tanya Paniagua. We've, yeah, we've talked about that. Uh, she is going to give us a good day, ladies, so make sure you don't want to miss that infilling of the spiritual gift that she has that she will um, impart to us. And then Pastor Chuck's going to come up and finish up the announcements. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord, everyone. Okay, so uh, what we're, I'm going to talk about is the Wednesday night prayer. It's so exciting to be able to scratch off our prayer requests as they've been answered. One of the best ones was that uh, a family member of Rudy's, I think it was her sister, right, that was having trouble with her husband. Anybody have trouble with her husband? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> I always have to tell my wife, to, you know, that's not the time to say amen, okay? It's like, 
Be a little more discreet. Okay, praise the Lord. Anyway, uh, she was having problems with her husband, wasn't going to church, wasn't really doing the right thing. We've been praying over and over and over again every week and just got good word that now he's going to church and things are smoothing out and they're having a good relationship. Praise God. A good relationship like me and my wife. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, if I frame it in a little different way, I think it would be better, uh, her response. But anyway, <laughs> it's good to be honest in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs> no, I, I can say we've been uh, married, uh, we've been happily married for 20 years. We've been actually married for 38, but we've been happily married for 20. And not, not all in one span, you know, like three days good and one day bad and then, a week not so good, and then two days good. So you add it all up. I think it was about half and half. So anyway, but now we're we're on smooth sailing. We're not we're, we're retired, and so it's it's a little bit easier. Amen. And we get to learn one another after a while. You know that. You don't worry about the uh, you know Cheerios box being open. You know you don't worry about the socks on the floor. You don't worry about these things anymore. You don't worry about the lights being on, the air conditioning on. You don't worry about these things. <laughs> Amen. No, my wife has, she likes to redecorate, you know, she likes to upgrade all the old things that we have in the house, but the only thing she can't upgrade is the husband. She can't get rid of that old guy. He has to still be there. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. John, thank you for that courtesy smile. <laughs> Amen. What am I doing up here? Okay, I'm trying to talk about Wednesday prayer. When you're in the spirit... When you're in the spirit, things go easy, don't they? Go easier. Things don't bother you. You just flow on. And then uh, also talk about the tithes and offerings. It's good to give to the Lord. Amen. The Bible says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within my pocketbook." Isn't it something like that? You know, we can't be. You know, like dogs. You know, have you ever tried to take food away from a dog? It's like, don't take my food. Well, when it's time for tithes and offering, you shouldn't go, I'm not going to give. You have to believe that the Lord's going to give back to you, not just what you gave, but good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, men will give unto your bosom. That's the promise of the Lord. He said, prove me now herewith if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you don't have room enough to receive. He said, you know that old, uh, guys that are older, James Conrad used to have a little battery on there. I dare you, knock that off my shoulder. Do you remember those, that commercial? Jesus said, I dare you. Go ahead. Give. Give to me. Watch if I don't do what I said I'm going to do. Amen. Can I get an amen from him? Can the tithers say amen? Amen. Are you still back there, Ron? Okay. Uh, we're going to have Ron clean this up with a song. Praise the Lord. of the world you step down into darkness open my eyes let me see beauty that made this heart adore you hope of a life spent with you So here I am to work. 
to me King of all days Oh so highly exalted Glorious in heaven above Humbly you came to this earth you created all for a sake you make him fall here I am here I am to worship here I am to bow down here I am to say that you're my God you're all together to me and I never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross and I never know how much it costs to see Let us bask in the presence of the Lord right now, the beauty of holiness. Thank you, Lord, that you touch us in our hearts, that we respond to you and we love you, Lord, and thank you for your precious Holy Spirit that's come to visit us today to make a difference in our life, to guide and direct us. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory to your name, Lord God. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let's sing it together. Here we are. Here I am sing to it with worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say 
for us to sing to him. Loves for us to pour out our heart in singing, rejoicing, and thanking him for all that he's done for us. We thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, are you glad you're in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just want to pause for a moment. You know, sometimes you get up here and you just like sense the Lord wants to arrest his people, speak to him, let him soak into his presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. You're wonderful, Lord. You're mighty. You're great. You're awesome. You're our God. Amen. That's the word of the Lord to tell us that whatever Satan brings against you, God has a counterattack to even uh, overcome what Satan is trying to do. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against us shall prosper, for our righteousness is of the Lord. That's the confidence that we have in him. So let's just give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us, ministering to us. And that's found in 1 Corinthians 14 to uh, prophesy or speak to the church on behalf of the Holy Spirit speaking through us in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You know, I just feel like I'm floating a little bit up here. How about you? You guys feel good? Amen. Amen. It's good. It's good. It's good. I don't want to get into my message too quick because I kind of enjoy just, you know, yeah, just relaxing in Him. But we're glad that you're here today. I'm always glad to see the saints of God. I like to come together and see the saints. And, you know, they said that uh, they, did a, they did a survey that people, a Gallup poll, that uh, people during the, the pandemic and th through the isolation, if you went to church, your mental acu acuity, your mental stability went up. But if you didn't go to church, it went down. <laughs> So when you gather together, you strengthen one another, you encourage one another, you, you uh, relate to one another, and we what? We share the love of God together, we share the joy of the Lord together, we share the goodness of the Lord together, we even share our trials and our tribulations together. We actually share our own lives with each other. We bond together as a family. We know what people are going through. We know, you know, in a smaller church, you kind of know what people are going through because they tell you and uh, you see it on their face, and they talk to you. That's what this picnic is about sometimes, is just to talk with somebody, relax. You know, we used to have it where we didn't have any food after church. And after the message, everybody just got in the cars and left. And I'm going like, Wait, where's everybody going? 
Well, they were hungry, you know. <laughs> enough's enough, Pastor Shaq. We got to go home. <laughs> but now when we have food, people fellowship with each other, and they learn from each other. So it's good to be in fellowship with believers to get encouragement and strength. And we know that we have a spiritual family. Even if your natural family is not there to build you up and, and strengthen you, we have, always have a spiritual family. Amen? So we're going to read, or we're going to have a reading right now, a scriptural reading of how they did it in the New Testament way back when in Acts, and we're going to have Miss Connie come up and uh, read for us. Good morning, saints. The scripture reading today is found in Acts 2, 46, 47. So the believers continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. May God add a blessing to the reading of this word. Amen. Good job. Now, Connie is best known for being the grandmother of, of Maddie <laughs> and the wife of Larry. But now we know her as the scripture reader, huh? Amen. Praise the Lord. So the early believers came together how often? Daily. Daily. Well, Pastor, I, I just can only come like once a week, maybe once a month to church. You know, I just can't get myself to come every Sunday. These guys were coming every day, every day. You know, when I first got saved, I wanted to go to church every week, every day, all the time. That's where the action was. That's where the, I was hearing the word of God. I was learning about Jesus. I was learning about what he has for me. I wanted to be with my friends. Amen. I didn't like this isolationist type thing where, you know, you just be separated and, and, and you think, you know, you have all these friends on Facebook. You really don't have all these friends on Facebook. You say something wrong, you do something wrong, they'll drop you like a bad habit. They're just like, okay, forget it. You know, I don't really like you anymore. Anybody believes that way, I can't be friends with them. Have you ever had that? So they came together in one accord. That means their mind, they were thinking together, they were speaking the same thing, they had the same spirit, the same love. I think that's what we have at this church. Amen. You could go to any one of us and they'll have that same spirit of love and, and compassion and faith with one another. It's, you know, the Bible says, behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the oil running down the beard of Aaron. So it runs down from the top and it just filters through. And we all think alike and, and say the same thing, and we all have the same love and compassion that Jesus has. Can I get an amen? amen. So what happened was they ate their food with sadness, right? Is that what it says? No, gladness. They were... They were glad when they were eating. You know, the God, God says he's given us uh, all things to enjoy. We're not supposed to be all depressed down here. People say, why are you so happy, Pastor Chuck? I have the joy of the Lord. I, I know where I'm going after this thing's over. I God, he's my rear guard. He's, he's, he's leading me and guiding me where I'm supposed to go. He covers me in my mistakes. Anybody have any mistakes out there? Oh, my Lord. Like, here's another mistake. How am I going to get through this one? But God is with us. And he says, we'll have favor 
with God and man and all the people, and they wanted to come and join and be a part of what you're doing here at New Hard Four Square Church. Can I get an amen? Praise the Lord. So he gave us a blueprint on how to uh, dwell together. He says to dwell together in unity. Let's look at that in Psalms 133. It says, behold, <laughs> behold, check it out, look it, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's supposed to be good and pleasant. We're supposed to have a pleasant time at church. Praise God. We're going to have a pleasant time today in the name of Jesus, okay? I don't want no funny business, okay? You know, I was playing basketball with these guys, as I do twice a week. And one guy hadn't been there for a while, and then he came, and he was missing his shots, and he was yelling out expl expletives. I'm saying it very nicely, but, you know, he was, he was cursing, okay? <laughs> and all the guys looked at me, Pastor Chuck, come on now, you got to bring that guy in, you know? And I usually do, but I could tell there was something really internal that was bothering him. So being polite... I text him privately, and I said, Brother, I know that you get frustrated when you miss your shots, but if you can have a little self-control, it'll help us. Some of the brothers are saying, you know, it's, uh, you know you're kind of irritating them. I didn't say that, but he's, he, he's, and I said, I wanted to tell you privately because I respect you. You know, you, live, you don't make people feel bad. He, he texts me back. He says, my bad, Chucky. I'm sorry. Uh, I... Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of frustrated at work. I got these kids that I'm trying to, you know, get in line. And so I was releasing myself. But thank you for telling me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Amen. And then the next, next time we played, I want to tell you, he didn't say anything. It was a beautiful spirit. He even played well. It was a wonderful day in the Lord. And even people that didn't know that I talked to him said, I really enjoyed that day. That was really a special day. Praise God. So, you know, when we dwell together in unity and have a good spirit, things go well. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. So now, notice in the Bible, there's a lot of one another's in the Bible, dwelling together. Can I read some of them to you? It says, be kindly affectioned one to another. Be kindly affectioned. Hello, brother. How are you doing today? So good to see you. I mean, in genuineness, right? In genuineness. We went to my son's graduation. He, went, he graduated from a, a program put on through Biola uh, for youth pastors. And the, the MC, she was so gracious. She was so loving. And you just made you feel so welcome. And I said, yeah, be kindly affectioned one to another. Love one another. <laughs> I can't love that person. Come on. <laughs> that, the Bible says love one another. Amen. Honor one another. Serve one another, comfort one another, encourage one another. Come on, brother, you can do it. I know you messed up the last three times, but you can do it. Abound in love one to another. Abound, you know, let it just flow out. Edify one another. Build one another up. Give preference to one another. Confess your faults one to another. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Oh, wait a minute, we can't do that no more. you got to... Fist bump, okay. <laughs> no kissing, okay. We had this one guy at our other church, and he was kissing the girls, and the pastor said, you got to, you know, talk to him about that. And he says, I'm just greeting, greeting them with a holy kiss. I go, I don't think that was a holy kiss, okay. I just, I'm just saying. 
When you become a Christian, you are called into the body of Christ, and you belong to a church. In uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 18, it's, uh, slide 49, it says, But now God has set the members, every one of them, in the body as it has pleased them. Did you know that you were put here because it pleased the Lord to bring you to this place? to be in a place where God could use you, use your gifts, your talents. You're not just randomly get together and you go like, okay, I don't know why I'm here. God brought you here. Amen? One lady, she, she, was, she, was able, she was working on Sundays. She got baptized here. She was working on Sundays, and she was trying to get back. And so uh, finally she is not working on Sundays. She said, where do you think I should go, Lord? And guess what? There was a picture of me that she saw in a vision. And now I'm not the prettiest face in town, Okay, it's not mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? But God seemed to put me there in front of her. Amen. One lady one time, she was praying, and she saw me uh, here, and uh, she said the spotlight had made my hair look red. And she goes, who's that redheaded pastor? I don't even know who that is. And so she came to church. She saw me. She said, you're the guy in the vision. Amen. So God knows how to join people together and bring them together so that they can grow and be nourished and just be strengthened in the Lord. Amen? Amen. So now, uh, so we are not supposed to be a sole contractor. We're not uh, a Christian at large. We're not a private entrepreneur. We're not called, we're, we're called in a body to function, to come alongside one another. Praise the Lord. Now, when I first got saved, like I said, I wanted to uh, go to church all the time. That was my desire. But one time, I had this bright idea. I'm just going to stay home, read my Bible, and pray and talk to the Lord. And so my assistant pastor, who was mentoring me, he said, where were you on Sunday? Very politely. I said, oh, I was spending time with the Lord. He said, doesn't that sound good? You know, I was spending time with the Lord. Okay, well, praise God. He said, listen, when <laughs> the Lord has a table set before you, when he's serving dinner, you're supposed to be at the table. You're supposed to be receiving instructions from the Lord so that you can move ahead. I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. I never missed a Sunday since then. That's been 40 years ago. Because, you know, when we gather together, I'm believing the Lord's speaking through me to help you with whatever situation you're facing. And even if I don't cover it, the Lord will speak to you and cover it so that you can go on and carry on. So I don't understand how people can, like, miss a couple Sundays and just go like, okay, well, I'll just... It's like having a, a wheel with spokes... Not in it. You know, like, I don't have all the pieces. How can you roll unless you have all the Sundays, all the pieces together, right? Praise the Lord. So uh, the Bible says we're supposed to have fellowship with, with one another. And in 1 John 1, 7, slide 45, it says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. So that means you should want to be with one another. You should, you should desire to walk to the light unless... You're in darkness and you want to hide things. Don't talk to me about that guy. And don't talk to me about what I do outside of church. Don't bother me. I'm, I got something hidden, something I'm holding back, you know, in my mind and in my heart and in my actions. One, one minister said he went to heaven and the Lord was showing him different rooms. And he said, uh, can I go into this room? And the, the man said, yeah, of course, Lord, you know, shine your light in this room. And so he did, and then he went to another room and another room. He finally got to the last room and said, Lord, uh, he said, uh, the Lord said to him, can I go into this room? He said, no, Lord, no, no. Don't go into that room. That's secret. That's private. I just don't want to have that exposed. But how many of you know the Lord can shine his light and bring uh, victory in it? I, I was talking to one lady, one 
young adult, and she said, you know, I've all of a sudden started to realize that I have to keep my, myself pure. I have to be clean. I have to serve the Lord, and I have to walk in His ways. I can't be half-stepping, as they say. I can't be having one foot in and one foot out. I need to be totally dedicated to the Lord. And that's where we have to get. And I asked another youth, I go, I go uh, how is your life with the Lord? He said, well, you know, I'm not hardcore. I go, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm not as excited as you guys are about everything. You know, I just kind of, you know, I'm a Christian, I believe in God, and I go to church. I go, well, you know how you get hardcore? If you lived a while, a little bit, you're going to find out there's going to be situations that you can't handle yourself, and you're going to need some help, and you're going to call out to God, and you're going to get hardcore. Amen? Amen. <laughs> I've been hardcore a long time. <laughs> but the Bible says we're supposed to fellowship, and it's called kononia. What is that? It means to share unity with one another, an association and participation with one another, which is brought on by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings us together and makes us one. And so it's marvelous in our eyes. So when we come together, we need to fellowship. And the Bible says, when you do that, nothing will be withheld from you. For instance, in Genesis, in Genesis chapter 11, the Babylonians, after the flood, they said, you know what? God told them to go and multiply the earth. And they said, we don't want to do that. What we want to do is we want to stay together. We want to build a tower up to the heavens, and we want to make a name for ourselves. And God, you know what God said? So whatever they put their mind to, they're going to do it. Let's look at it in Genesis chapter 11. And the Lord said, behold, the people is one. Now, that is uh, grammatically incorrect, right? People should be, the people are one. But it's spiritually correct. The people is one. They're one mind, one speech, one faith, one purpose. The people is one. And they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do now. Nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. What kind of talk is that? that? How much more us, if we get together, we're able to accomplish whatever we put our mind and our heart to, to build the church and bring people in and get people saved and to reach out. So the Lord said in verse uh, 7, come, let us go down. Us, who's the us is in there? The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Let us go down and there confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. They couldn't build anything together because they couldn't communicate. They tried to tell somebody, move that brick. They go, what are you saying? I don't understand you. I, I, I can relate to it when I was in Italy. Hallelujah. My roots. You know, I, and, and I look more Italian when I was younger. Uh, the bronze tan, you know. The manly physique, the coarse complexion, the dark wavy hair, the congenial personality, the brown piercing eyes. Just pull that one out, right? <laughs> so I'm there at the train station. I got my little Italian hat on. And this Italian lady comes and she's got something in her hand and she's saying something to me. And I'm looking at her like, I don't know, what are you saying? And then she started getting mad at me. I'm going like, what are you getting mad at me for? And she stormed off, and so I asked the lady next to me, what, what was her problem? She goes, he, she was asking you for directions, but uh, you didn't understand, so she thought you were slighting her. 
I go, I didn't even know what she was saying. This is what the Tower of Babel, that's what happened to these guys. You've heard of babbling. What are you babbling about? We don't understand what you're saying. Amen. We have to be clear and concise. So that's what we have to do. Now, I, so they had to trust one another. You know, and, and I want to do a little demonstration here about how we need to trust one another and trust the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, last week, I made the mistake of asking for a volunteer. I was just putting that out to kind of, you know, whet your appetite or encourage you. But Vanessa over here, she recommends Richard in the back. You know, she didn't recommend herself. She said, oh, Richard will do it. Like her daughter, her daughter's in, in children's church, and she, she'll take over if you, if you let her, you know. Marianne, you're doing good, but let me hear. I'll, I'll help you with this. <laughs> so then, so Larry, who was, a, who was a soldier, I was looking for a soldier in the army of the Lord. He said, I'm a soldier. I, he stood up to volunteer. I'm going like, oh, my gosh. I never thought that people would volunteer. Usually people say, well, I don't, I'm not going to go up there. It's on camera. Who knows what, what Pastor Chuck's going to do anyway. So I'm going to, you know, sit back. So I told Larry, Larry. Okay, we will, next time we have a skit, we'll get you in, and lo and behold, we have one today. So, Larry, come on up here. Here you go, Larry. Praise the Lord. Okay, this is working. Okay. So, Larry, uh, thank you for volunteering. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're not nervous, are you? Good morning. I am. Okay, you are. Good morning, church. But now, Larry, you trust me, right? Uh, well, I, I think so. You think so? Okay. You seem a little hesitant about that. Well, You're I not, may have some doubts. You might have some doubts. Okay. I haven't known you that long. Yes, I understand. Well, um, I need you to trust me. Can, can you just trust me? Okay, Pastor. All right, all right, okay. I trust you. Okay, good. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you a cup, of cup here. Put it out there, yeah. And I'm going to pour some water in the cup. Okay. Okay? You with me so far? Okay. Okay, here we go. Put some water in the cup here. There you go. Now, hold that cup there for a minute. Okay. Yeah. Don't drink out of it yet. <laughs> okay? So uh, now what I want you to do is put that cup on your head. There you go. And, and turn around slowly, okay? Okay. All right, just turn around slowly. I trust you. I okay. trust you. I 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 trust you. Okay. That's a okay. good confession, Larry. That's good. I, I like that. I like that. Okay, you can put it down now. Keep it up in front of you, though, so people can see it. Okay, now, uh, Larry, what do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a truck driver. Truck driver. I thought you were a bus driver. I'm sorry, bus driver. Okay. You're right. <laughs> Told you I was confused. I'm a bus driver. Bus driver, okay. So when people get in the bus, they have to, they have to trust you, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Of course, I don't make them put a water on their head in circles, but sorry. <laughs> well, maybe after this you'll be able to do that, okay? <laughs> they, they trust me, and they, I they trust, trust you. Okay, good. So, so just imagine I'm the bus driver here. I'm the pastor. I'm in charge, and you've got to trust me. I got Can, that. You got that? Okay. So, uh, what I'm going to ask you to do is pour this cup of water over your head. You say what? I said what? I did I stu did I stutter? <laughs> I don't I want didn't you believe to believe it. 
what I want you to, did you bring your raincoat today, by any chance? No, I did no, not. No, you're not, okay. So, <laughs> so what I want you to do is just pour the cup over your head and trust me, okay? All right, here we go. Ready? Go ahead. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. Look at that. <laughs> you trusted me. I did. I did. <laughs> Larry, thank you so much. That was easy, right? So we have to trust one another. You got to trust the pastor, right? I wouldn't lie to you. Thank you, Larry. That was wonderful. That was beautiful. Now, you know, you're not supposed to give away your secrets, right? Did you figure it out? Anybody figure it out? Richard figured it out. How many of you want me to tell you what the, how it was? How many of you don't want me to know? How many don't care, okay? <laughs> All right, see me after and I'll tell you how I did it, okay? Praise God. Well, <laughs> the Bible says that we, we're together, together we're a habitation of God in the spirit. And uh, so iron sharpeneth iron. People help each other. They may rub you the wrong way, but they're just you know, they're heavenly sandpaper to make you, you know, work your love, your, your love virtue. Praise the Lord. Amen. How many have to work their love virtue? Amen. So when you're alone, you come up with weird ideas. I can't tell you the number of times people, they don't come to church and they pray and they come, oh, Pastor, what do you think about this? I go, I don't think so. That's not even close. That's not even in the Bible. So we have to know that uh, you're, you're, you're at your best when you're closely connected to one another. Praise God. So a lot of people, they have excuses for not going to church. You know what some of them are? Too busy, too tired. Working is okay. You have to work. But if you're tired, what does the Bible say? say Let the weak say, I am strong. It doesn't say, let the weak say, I don't think I can get out of bed today. It doesn't say the weak would say, wish I could just feel a little bit better. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say, will you all just pray for me? I feel so weak. No. Let the weak say, I don't know why I'm so run down. I just don't know why I'm... No. Let the weak say, I am strong. Amen. I was talking to Pat... Uh, Yesterday, last night, and I said, Pat, are you able to come this Sunday? He, she said, well, I worked two 10-hour days. I was in the kitchen. I was moving. I was doing all. I said, the Lord, and I was telling her what we had to do for our amusement park here. <laughs> and she, and uh, I said, well, the Lord has to restore us. Amen. Give us strength. And she's here today. Praise God. Okay, so as we get ready... This unwinding down, the plane is getting ready to land. You ever heard that expression? When, when the pastor says, I just have a few more things, you know what that means? Nothing. nothing. I mean, nothing. <laughs> I used to go to the church where, I, I don't know, they had like three closes. You know, like, okay, let's pray. Oh, and another thing, and then another thing, and another thing. And you're like, <laughs> I know I used to do the offering. And so I would do the offering after he finish this message. And so I'd be at the front row, and I'd be like, okay, that's it. I'd be ready to go. Oh, no, not yet. Okay, come back here. 
Okay, yeah. Okay. No, not yet. No. You done? You done now? Can I? Okay. I'm not like that. When I say I'm done, I'm done. Praise the Lord. So let's look at, let's look at the Apostle Thomas and see what he missed when he wasn't at church. See what we can gain when we go to church. You ready for that? It's in the Bible. Let's look at it. John chapter 20, verse 19 through 23. Then the, day, uh, th- then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut. What does that mean? They were locked. They were bolted. They were afraid of the Jews, afraid, afraid of the yeah, Jews to come and get them. And they were dis- the, the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, peace be with you. First two things that you get when you go to church, first you get the presence of the Lord and you get the peace of the Lord. We're going to go in detail right after I finish reading this. When, uh, when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You become glad when you sing praises to God. You become glad when you get dressed up. I, I don't know anybody that says, uh, I left church and I just felt so bad. You feel bad going in, but you feel good going out. Praise the Lord. So then Jesus said to them, peace to you again. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. So he was giving them instructions. When you come to church, God will give you instructions for your life. And the last thing is, he said, to the, he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. They receive power to do the things that he's called them to do. So let's just take a look at these real quick. There's, there's uh, how many P's? Five P's. You ready? You know what the P's are? His presence, his peace, his praise, his purpose for you, and his power. Let's look at this. His presence. It's nice to come into the sanctuary and feel the presence of the Lord. I mean, we're out, when you go to a pizza place, you don't feel the presence of the Lord. Even when you go to some concerts, you don't feel the presence of the Lord. I mean, Christian concerts, you should. But there's a corporate anointing when you come into the house of the Lord and receive from him all that he has for us. Because everybody brings a little, bit, a little piece of what they know about the Lord together. And God comes and says, where two or more are gathered, there I am in the midst, right? We have Ron here with the band. We have the greeters. We have the, every, the food. We have everything to help us enjoy the presence of the Lord. And there's a personal connection that reaches your heart and, the soul, and your soul. When you're at home, you don't really feel the presence of the Lord when you hear it online, do you? I mean, you can kind of squeeze it out a little bit like a sponge, but mainly when you get in here in person, you can feel the presence of the Lord. There was one minister that we were watching on TV, and he had a big church, and my wife and I were watching, and they go, well, he's not really saying anything out of the ordinary, nothing really special. But for one, one day, we were invited to go there, and we sat in the pew, or the chair, and man, the presence of the Lord was there, and everything he, he was saying, now it was reaching home, and it was hitting our hearts, and we said, wow, this is really good. And then we went back and watched it on TV, and we go, it's not the same, not the same. The presence of the Lord. When you're with the presence of the Lord, things happen. Now, when you're at home, what do you do? (laughs) You read my notes, right? You go into the refrigerator. You look around. You come back. You know, you missed missed half of what he was saying. 
You get a sandwich, you know. But here, you're stuck. You, you have to stay still and receive what the Spirit has for you. And that's the discipline that you have for just an hour. Amen? So that's why we have food afterwards. So, you know, like, all I have to do is wait for pastor to finish. And then we can go eat. And then we can go play. Praise God. So the second thing is you get the peace of God. Have you ever noticed when you come into church, you find a beautiful peace that you can't experience at home? I mean, you can, but there's just something about everybody coming together. And you have to forget about your problems. Listen to the message that's directed to you and calms you down. I know even when I was a young boy, I'd go to church, and after it was over, I just felt so much calm. My nerves were relaxed. My emotions were settled. Because there, there's a joy in being in the Spirit of the Lord. In John 14, 27, we don't have it up there, but he says, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives to you, but my peace, his peace, he gives to you. And when you're in the peace of the Lord, nothing bothers you. Why, why do you have peace? Because you don't have fear. You don't have fear of what's going to happen to you. You don't have fear about you know, making the wrong decision. God is with you, always. And then uh, the third thing is they were glad. The, the disciples were glad. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go. Let us go into the house of the Lord. In Psalms it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. We, we got to praise the Lord. Sometimes you don't want to praise the Lord and the person next to you is all excited, you know. And you go like, please, could you just stop that? And then after a while you go, okay, all right, I'll... And then before you know it, you're caught up in it. Praise God. Don't sit next to Don. That's, that's one thing. <laughs> he might catch you with his elbow and lift you up, and you might start praising God. Amen. <laughs> or Joshua. Don't even sit behind Joshua. You know, he's, got, he's all excited. Praise God. So one brother said, it, it doesn't take all that. Well, you don't know what, I, what I'm going through, okay? You don't know how I need to praise the Lord. So the fourth thing is, you have to have purpose. You get purpose when you come to church. God shows you things. He gives you directions. You hear a word that's right on for you, for your path. There's a whole lot of truths in the Bible, and as we put them together, we're able to find out what God wants us to do. This was the first time that these disciples were called apostles, and he said, I'm going to send you out to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen? Now, I thought it's amazing that God put all of his trust, all of his marbles in these now 11 guys. These, you know, what, what do they call them? Let me see. Let me see what if I have them down here. Well, I can't, can't find it real quick, but they weren't your best selection of people. Amen? <laughs> What if, it, what if they all collapsed and it all fell? All of the salvation of mankind fell through the cracks with these 12 guys. But God believed in them. He gave them direction. I, I heard this, that there was a doctor, you know the guy that invented anesthesia? He found, he, he got the revelation while he was in church. Because the, the, the pastor was talking about how Adam, you know, went into a deep sleep and God took a rib out of his side, Right? And the Lord said, I can show you how to do that. I can show you how to put your, your metabolism at a lower pace and, and lower, you know, uh, whatever. Just lower it down, and then you can do whatever you want, and you can operate. 
and he got, it, he got it through church. How many times do we get revelation while we're in church? Praise the Lord. Yeah. Amen. I know when I was in church one time, the guy was talking about David and Goliath. And David, he didn't hide behind a bush to fight Goliath. What did he do? He ran towards Goliath. He said, you uncircumcised Philistine, I'm going to cut your head off. So, some, so at that time, I had a lot of bills. I said, okay, you bills, I'm going to... I'm going to cut your head off. I'm going to call you up and tell you I can't pay, okay? What do you want to do to me? You going to put me in jail? <laughs> Let's work something out. And they said, oh, okay, okay, sir, whatever. You know, I want to get you mad. So, so you have to believe God. Amen. And the last thing is he gives you power. Jesus breathed on him. They got a new assignment. They got a new promotion. He entrusted them to go out into all the world and do the plans that he'd called for you. So God wants to equip you, empower you, and it comes from being in the fellowship at the local church. He wants to plant you so you can grow. He wants to plant you like a tree so that you can grow up and just be, have fruit coming out all over you. And people can come and say, how do you know the Lord? I want to know the Lord too. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you that as we come before you, we're here in church, and we want all the blessings that you have for us, all the things that you have planned for our lives, we receive them, receive your presence, your peace, your purpose, your, um, your plan, and your power for us, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you're imparting that to us. We give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, I just, I, I hope this message really touches your heart and that you know that you're somebody in the Lord. To you, to God, you're the, you're the most important person on this earth because he loves you with an everlasting love. If you're, if you're a parent and you have a lot of kids, you know that they're all special to you. Everyone is special in their own way. And to God, we are all special to him in our own way. So let this message encourage you, strengthen you, and carry it with you so you know that the Lord loves you and has a plan for you. In Jesus' name, amen.